0: It's Tuesday, July 23rd, and today I talk with Tommy Ryan about Office 365 consolidations. If you're looking into doing a consolidation after a merger, this podcast will be a great way for you to get started. Enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Work Together Better podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan. This is Three Wheels' official podcast about enterprise collaboration how people, process, and technology combine to help organizations, departments, and teams work together better. Hello, this is Danny Ryan. On today, I'm talking with the other Ryan brother, Tommy Ryan. How are you doing, Tommy?
1: Oh, I'm doing well. I'm surviving. It's been a, a long week. It's only Tuesday. Feels like <laughs> Friday already. Man, you haven't even got to Hump Day yet, and you're here in the survival mode. It's, yeah, but I got a Dave Matthews concert tonight, so we feel like a oh, pilot. good, good for you. Where's he playing? He's uh, The one up here in Alpharetta, it was Bison. They've changed the name to something else. Okay,
0: nice, nice. So today, uh, let's jump right into it. Today, I wanted to talk with you, uh, get uh, a little bit of the backstory on um, Office 365 tenant consolidations, and uh, there's, I I feel like when we look at this, there's been um, quite a number of years where we've been that have led up to what we're doing today with. Um, these consolidations. And so I just wanted to share a little bit about that, Um, share maybe a little bit about uh, what's unique about these projects, and also just sort of like our background, our sort of app dev background, our complex migration background, sort of what have we, um, from the experience that we've had in past projects, how does that lead us to be in a place where we're really able to help people do these consolidations um, and do, in, do do them successfully. I just wanted to have a, a conversation with you about that. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, so so maybe let's start from the beginning a little bit here. You know, I I, I see these um, consolidations as sort of like being the next step with regards to all of the migration work that we've done. And we've done, you know, we, sort of a lot of this stuff initially started with, um, on-premise to move to the cloud, you know, our typical, uh, we've got a SharePoint environment. We need help with moving that SharePoint environment over into SharePoint online and helping a lot of clients, you know, especially the folks who have customized uh, extended that would help them with, with making those migrations. And in particular, I think we're dealing with a pretty complex subject, which is, you know, the, 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 the SharePoint piece of this and moving that over into the cloud.
1: Yeah it's, um, it's been quite a journey for us, and you know I, I never envisioned a company, say 10 years ago, getting involved with migrations, and mm-hmm. some of that is due to we, we like difficult problems to solve. Or we're problem solvers, and migrations seem to be more of a point-and-click type, type activity. And mm-hmm. what we've found over the years is you know being coming from an app dev background. Um, we can leverage a lot of muscle in making these migrations work well at at large scale and and, in complex environments. And not only the technology piece, but our passion for process, we've come up with a hybrid approach to kind of sprinkle in some of our agile methodology we use on custom development into Mm -hmm. the process of discovery and, and tool enhancements to really fine tune a, a solid migration. So it's been been a good journey for us.
0: I think the other thing that, um, you know, recently a lot of our podcasts have been um, discussing sort of extending beyond the the Jive migrations and starting to talk about moving from other platforms like Slack and Salesforce and uh, Workplace by Facebook and talking about moving from other platforms into Office 365. And. I think those um, you know that that brings a um, sort of a unique uh, view of sort of like trying to map over the different content types that you're dealing with the security piece of everything as well they really um, and a lot of this I think uh, part of the reasons why we're we're we've been successful with migrating people off of different platforms into Office 365 is because you know th- a lot of these things there's not there's not a tool out there for them so you need someone to to look at and, and also just, you know, really think through how are they leveraging the other platform and, and what content is most important to them? And then how do they map that over and get that over into the appropriate place in Office 365? So how is our background in like migrating people off of different platforms into Office 365? How does that, how does that set up to us to be um, successful with these types of projects?
1: Well, you know, those are complex because you're going from... You know, a different paradigm to a new paradigm when you're going from something like Jive over to SharePoint. So you're trying to transform that content into something very usable over on the other end. Um, so that, that is kind of given us a great exercise of thinking about what is your digital workplace for you, what makes it unique for your organization, and we were focusing in focusing on the content that maximizes that culture and the value you want to provide in the collaboration platform. So we we did that to tweak what well, what should come over, because if we bring it all over, maybe not, that's not the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that translates well into the, in the migrations from on-prem and the, the tenant consolidations where, okay, you've got a different objective now that you're bringing in multiple tenants into one tenant, or you're going from on-prem to the cloud. You know, what are those objectives? And let's look at your digital workplace and en- enable the right components of that platform to best support you know, the goals that you have and the say the adoption of metrics you want to drive as an organization.
0: Nice. One of the things I think when we were um prepping for this call, I think the 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 other project sort of st- that stood out for me was the Um, The one that we did for a large uh, beverage company out of Atlanta um, that we're looking at uh, moving from there, you know, there's within Office 365, there's different types of environments, there's dedicated and there's multi tenant uh, dedicated where is there's a there's a set of companies probably less than 100 who have dedicated Office 365 um, environments and the multi tenant environment is basically everyone else. And we were helping them out with making, um, you know, planning out and making the move from, from a dedicated over to multi-tenant. What, what are there things from that particular? I know you were, were involved with, with, uh, that project, are there anything, uh, things that map over to this? Is it more of like the, the, the background in planning these things out or what, what sort of things, uh, map over well to, um, tenant consolidations? Wow. Yeah.
1: A lot of things actually. Yeah. Um, You know, we were very fortunate to be on that, you know, effort so early in the life cycle of people doing things in Office 365 at scale, this is back in 2015, and um, the the things that we were doing, we did a lot of preparation around how do you move things in mass the fastest way possible to um, minimize interruption. Because when you think about moving things um, and consolidating into a tenant or moving from one tenant to another or on-prem to to online you're you're moving um the context of a group of collaborators um, from one place to another Um, it's different than moving a mailbox where you know i'm going to interrupt this one person when i move the mailbox and then when i'm done i can go on to the next one when you're looking at collaboration sites you know, or Teams or Yammer, you're looking at a group of people and that group of people changes from site to site. So you have to think about the organizational change management that needs to take place and make sure that you can do this in the fastest way possible
0: mm-hmm. and, and,
1: and employ techniques that are kind of common in the migration industry, which is you know, moving that content behind the scenes over and then doing a Delta with a cutover. So you can kind of virtually make it feel like I moved it very quickly, but basically I moved 90% of it. And then at the last minute during the cutover, I, I moved, you know, the the Deltas that occurred from the time that I migrated. Nice. Um, that That's one aspect, you know, kind of some of the technical aspects of you got to move quickly. You got to take in consideration how you're impacting people. Um, Another area is around kind of process and communications. You know, we've done a lot of automation of those standard messages that you do at T-14, you know, T-2, and then the day of the migration and then post-migration to inform people, enable people to be successful in that migration and and feel like they're a part of it. There's Mm -hmm. a a movement that's taking place. There's some business value that you're going to get out of this investment of what you're doing. And we put a lot of nice automation that comes in handy in a lot of our projects. And, um, you know, we find it's it's a lot, a lot of expectation management. You're doing yeah. things like saying, well, what is our migration policy? What are we gonna support as an organization when we move from here to here? So we can communicate that up front, so people can kind of plan for that, knowing that, okay, this type of, you know, customizations are not going to come over. So um, I need to be educated and what's my best alternative. You know, now that I'm going from InfoPath, well, well, there's flow now, there's power apps. You know, how are those things going to replace and um, make the environment better? But I've got to deal with, well, I've got this in InfoPath, what do I do? And we've helped kind of address a lot of those challenges there. Mm-hmm
0: yeah long time listeners of the podcast and conversations with you know both you and, and kirk and in talking with anybody about migration <clears throat> through the years um the the communication and expectation setting is is it, it it just comes over time and time again that you could be extremely you know successful about moving um you have a perfect migration <laughs> where everything moved over Exactly like you'd like it to, but then if you don't set expectations with your end users and your content owners, uh, and you make them feel insecure about this, I mean it's it's a it's a it's to the detriment of of you know the asset that you would call your collaboration system because they don't trust it and they you know they need to be able to trust hey you've got that you've been working on you've spent uh hours and hours and your teams and departments has been spending hundreds and thousands of hours developing this content and you're about to move it and you want to you know you want them to feel like they are in control of that content and how important that is and and you loo- if you lose that and they start using their own systems then then you know we we get the call later on where they want to migrate off of some product that they, you know that that they were using for a while because they couldn't trust the internal uh, collaboration system it's just it's yeah. just we see that time and time again
1: yeah there's a lot of emotion tied up into that content if, if you yeah. think about you know working on an Excel document or a Word document that you know you've put in a good amount of time, you know, two hours into creating something, and then you lost it, you know, that emotion of having to recreate something, it, I mean, it hurts. Um, Mm -hmm. Although it's, you know, usually you can recreate it in half the time that you initially did it, but you just feel like, Oh, I don't want to do this work because I've already done it. And that can be the same emotion if people are going to a new platform is like, I, I don't want to have to recreate this because I can't find it. Um, I don't want to lose this content um where it gets archived because we didn't, you know, move it in time. We didn't have time to get it over. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. people
1: really are emotionally tied to the work they put into their information.
0: Couple of other things I wanna talk to you about. One is is um I know for there's portion of the portions of this where um, we're working with other partners sort of, and part of it, I want to confirm what I think that we're doing with these, um, these consolidations, which is we're, we're managing the overall effort, but then there's portions of this where we're help having other partners, like um, having people help out with like the identity piece of this or the, or the, just the, the pure moving mailboxes piece of this. Right. How does that, um, you know, how's three will uniquely set up to, to successfully? Cause I know there's other organizations where they might, you, you they may do everything, but they're more, you know, generalists who have a lot of, who are much larger than we are. What, what sort of, what, why go with a three will versus working with one of these larger organizations besides the fact they're going to be four yeah. times the cost of us. Yeah, um, why, yeah. why work with a three will sure. uh, as opposed to some of these other larger players out there? You know I
1: don't know if this is the perfect analogy but if you go back to the stereo days of you could get you know an all in one you know record player cassette player tuner and you know package that up as one one unit that you get quote
0: all record player you're, you're showing your age <laughs> <laughs> and then eight go ahead pack sorry player
1: with along with it um and 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 yes you get music out of that yes you have all the knobs maybe you know most of the knobs that you're looking for Mm -hmm. but the fidelity of that you know the the quality of what you get out of putting together you know a very high-end tuner with you know a a a purpose-built cassette player that you know, it's it's an organization that that's what they do for a living. They love to yeah. craft and create the best cassette player. Um, yeah. I, I find that the nice thing, nice sweet spot that we're in as an organization is we don't have that overhead of a, a very very large consulting firm. But our focus is in, in the enterprise where we tune towards how do you do that right in the enterprise for a certain area of the platform, and then where what we do is we find partners for like security that are very passionate and honed in on that and work in a high trust environment to be able to bring together, say an exchange migration partner, a security partner, and then we're piecing that all together with program management and, and and some partners work for even change management for very high end kind of change management requirements. And, That allows us to bring together kind of like-minded people that want to really craft what they do, do it very well and excel in the enterprise. Um, And, you know, we're not for everyone, but that that's a pretty nice package to get, to get something that, you know, is priced um, in most cases below these providers that have quote everything, but quality wise, you can argue there's higher quality there. Um, because you have people that are focused in on their craft.
0: And are we typically, we're packaging these up where, where they're able to work with just us for them, or are we typically... Yes. You
1: know, yeah, there, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't... Because there, I, I, I could well. see
0: from a client standpoint where it's nice so, just to work with one company too.
1: Yeah, and, that, and that's our our approach is you yeah. know, you're working with 3 year but we're not, quote, hiding the partnerships. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from a standpoint of accountability, we're taking on that responsibility in terms of paperwork of you know contractually doing the work. It's one SOW, one MSA, and then just like we might have contractors, you know, we have partners that you know can take on roles that we have overall program management around.
0: And we also we've seen we've seen with even the, some of the largest consulting firms out there, they do that with us uh, where they're pulling us in sure. for specific expertise for especially uh, we've seen through the years, the jive migrations, we're, we're getting pulled in as a partner who is a capable partner and we've seen it be it's 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 extremely successful. So um, so, it, you know, even with. Um, you know, no matter what the size of the organization of these consulting firms, they're they're also working with smaller partners every once in a while. How much they're hiding that or not is one thing.
1: Yeah. I'd say it's, it's really sometimes, I think, better than, you know, those situations where I, I think there's a lot of pain. Like if we're subbing to a large organization, um, there's just so many, you know, hands in the cookie jar around who's doing what, who's responsible for what. And, um, it gets, you know, overburdened at times. Um, but I think we've done a good job at, you know, making things simple, being agile and quick to respond and not, you know, taking months to do something that can actually get done in hours or days. And that's, you know, that's a big benefit of, you know, and a small set of agile companies that, you know, know how to approach and deliver in the enterprise.
0: Yep. A couple of other things. Of course, the, uh, the lawn folks are approaching me from the outside here. Apologize for folks who hear that. Austin, I'm going to be uh, testing your audio skills here, but, um, the, uh, why are people, so let, let me get, let me just talk and we, and we can wrap it up on this one. Um, why are people consolidating what's what sort of give me the background on like what's the um the the business driver around this and then just some initial maybe to wrap this up because i think this is going to be a first of uh of a couple of of series of podcasts that we do as we further develop this and go into this but um why are people, what, what's, is this, uh, why are people consolidating? Is it primarily from mergers and acquisitions or, and, and then what are maybe what, what's the benefit of doing this? Like what's the benefits of moving from two tenants into one? Yeah.
1: I mean, mergers and acquisitions is the key, key event that occurs that makes this necessary. And Uh then, you know, why people would want to, to, move into one tenant um, there's integration that's taking place as companies come together. And so your identity, you know, you're bringing into one identity. And so that kind of maps to, you know, having that one tenant um, to provide the connection to, you know, where do I get to my email? Where do I get to a uh, SharePoint? Um, get to my team. Um, so there's just a logistical part that, you know, as you combine things, you, you want to have one connection to one tenant. Um, there, there's ways to operate without doing that, for sure, where people have a hard time, say, getting their AD consolidated and they have, you know, separate tenants and it just works better that way. what becomes a challenge is the experience of collaborating together Is you can bring people in on, from other tenants. But, you know, they're a second-class citizen in the collaboration capabilities. And there's a lot of things that end up being either not available, disabled, um, or, you know, deprecated for that experience as a guest. So that's, you know, kind of the challenge that you have. And, you know, Microsoft's pretty generous in terms of that guest coming in that, you know, you can not have a license of Office 365 to come in as a guest. Um, and collaborate with other people in the tenant. So it makes sense that there's a deprecation of what that experience is because you're not paying for a license. Um, But I think what becomes frustrating is if you are in the enterprise and you've paid for a full license, and you can get all these features when you're in your own native tenant, and then you've got some work to do with this other company that you've merged with, then you go in there and, and you don't have all the capabilities. So yeah. that's probably the, the biggest, you know, kind of pain point. And, and there's a mental aspect of this is we are all one company. So we all go to the same URL when we go to our our portal page. You know, it's not different companies. Um, and, you know, it's, that's that's kind of a block and tackle of a fundamental asset to enable you to get work done in your organization is your office 365 account within a tenant. So not an easy thing to do, but it's, it's, it's it's kind of important to feel like you're one company.
0: Yeah. So almost, it sounds like it's almost like a business and cultural alignment. It's like, if you're, if you're logging into, you know, you work for company A and they got bought by company B and you continue, you know, company B's, you know, It's the second year that after the acquisition, you're still logging in with company (laughs) A's, tenant. You're like, are we really one company or not? That's Um, right. And then culturally, just thinking through, you know, yeah, it it becomes important that uh, you're you're all, you know, To use the um, overused term, use uh, all on the same page or all on the same Mm tenant. So, how important that that becomes. So, uh, let just to wrap up here. What's the best like for starting these off? Is it is it a a digital workplace briefing? Is it a um, typically? It looks like a lot of these are coming through more of like a uh, reach out to us for RFPs because they're pretty. They seem to be pretty larger types of. Uh, engagements. What? How are we typically engaging with people um, if they're trying to do this?
1: Uh, it, it is, you know, trying to establish budget. So we we help organizations establish what a budget would be based on some basic metrics within their environment. Um, we have people that will approach it from a digital workplace briefing or workshop, so they mm-hmm. can envision what their future state should be within one tenant. Um, And then there's organizations that want us to do kind of an analysis and planning for the migration where they don't want to bring everything over. They do want to reorganize things and they want to quote, involve their end users in that process. So we have some assets that allow people to come in and decide what they want their site. To transform to be you know do they want their, their, their collaboration site to now to be a team site? Do they want to archive it? Do they want to move it to a different location within a, a hub site? Um, and so that kind of planning analysis allows you, know, you to understand well what should you move, where should it go and get your organization bought in to here's the plan. We're all ready to do this.
0: Awesome. Tommy, thank you for taking the time to do this. I know these have been keeping you busy recently. Yeah. Part of my part of my uh, my role here at Three Will is is to communicate to the public about some of the things that we're doing. I'm excited about what we're doing here. I also I get excited just reflecting a little bit of, on our background and what makes us unique, and looking how how this has brought us to the time in which we're helping out companies with these. Um, tenant consolidations I think a lot of things have led up to this and it's nice just to take some carve some time out of the day and reflect on where we've been, where we're going, and I think one of the things, where we see us going. And so if you're listening to this and you're looking at doing um, an Office 365 uh, tenant consolidation, best way to reach out to us is to go to 3 You can click on the contact us up in the upper right-hand corner, Um, fill that out. We'll follow back up with you quickly. If you're interested in the digital workplace briefing, which is a free offering just to get things kicked off with us. Um, On the Contact Us page, there's a little checkbox on there. You can say you're interested in that. Um, Anything else, Tom, before we wrap up? I think that covers it. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Work Together Better podcast. We're available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you're looking for a partner to help you craft a modern digital workplace on the Microsoft cloud, please come by and see us at 3will.com. That's the number three spelled out, W-I-L-L.com. Thank you and have a great day.